Fuel is the official podcast of the 434th Air Refueling Wing. Join us for airman connections, leadership insights, mentorship, and happenings mixed with some fun and humor. Please understand that the views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of the U.S. Air Force nor the Air Force Reserve, and no endorsement of any person or business is ever intended. to the Fuel Podcast. This is episode four. And so as always, uh, uh, I'm your host, uh, Chief Nathan Parks. I'm a command chief here at the 434th. But as always, we have in the room with this uh, Josh, the Dream Weaver, Sergeant Weaver from Public Affairs. But we also have Sergeant Blocker from Public Affairs and Major Sampson from Public Affairs sitting in. And uh, they're just doing some oversight to see what uh, Josh and I could be doing better, uh, which is probably a lot. But uh, yeah, we're we're just get, we're getting started with this, so and we're rapidly approaching, or or already is here the uh, August UTA, and so we are uh, pushing in, digging in. There's a lot of you that are are driving down and uh, driving down a little bit early because maybe you're going to be part of this exercise or, or anything, and and so we just want to take a, a quick second to tell you number one, be careful. Uh, we appreciate you guys coming in from all the different places that you come from. Uh, and, but, but be careful as you come in, cause we're going to ask you to do some long days and stuff like that. If, if you need a little extra time, if you maybe need to rest a little bit more, please let your supervisors know. And, uh, we're not asking anybody to do anything dangerous here. Um, we just want to make sure that we are, are ready. And, uh, this exercise helps us, helps us do that. Uh, another piece that uh, we want to hit on before we kind of jump into things is, uh, we have several open jobs here at Grissom. Uh, so we have jobs from everything from, uh, I think we have a bartender job that's open over at, uh, chalks for our Fridays and Saturday nights when we have chalks open and, uh, to our maintainers out there, uh, you know, maintaining the aircraft, uh, just all across the base. I think there's a civil engineering job that's open right now. Uh, and so we look at those jobs and they're on USA jobs is where most of them are advertised. And it's like, who do we, who are we trying to target? Well, who I would like to target and, and, and who I think the, you want to target are the people that you want to work with. It's, you know, we, we talked about this, this last, um, commander's call that we had, we got into some deep and, and sometimes some dark and sometimes depressing, um, subjects, some things where we addressed, uh, some pieces that, that, uh, we weren't happy with. And that, that you shouldn't be happy with. And we talked about some personal accountability and, and uh, taking some, some accountability in your area and making sure that your area is a place that people want to work. And I will tell you, on these UTAs, there's over 1,500 people that come out here because Grissom is great. Because this, this is where they, they want to work. We're all here because we get the choice to be here. So what's great about the reserve, like later on, we're going to talk to, to Colonel Thompson and you're going to hear him talk about his desire to stay here, to stay in this area with his family and to stay at Grissom because of how great it is. That's because of you. Like we, Colonel Pemberton, we don't, we don't lose sight of that, that this place is great, but that doesn't mean that, that this greatness just continues by itself. So to, to continue to be great, it, it takes some some effort. It, it takes the you don't cross the greatness finish line. And from then on out, you're always great. 
is we have to continue to work at this. And, and what we've done is we've tried to hire and we've tried to bring people in that have the highest level of character, that they create the culture, that they look at this and they say, hey, you know, the chief up there talking about those issues. I take that personally. And my character is that that I want to make sure that this place is great. I don't ever want, you know, any anything to overshadow how great I am at at uh, my job. And it's that that credibility piece of, hey, I want to be uh, credible in every aspect, not just in my job and in, in my character, in my integrity, in all of those pieces. I want to be credible. These are the people that that we want to continue to hire because those are the people that are here. Grissom continues to be great. Grissom is on the, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about this KC46. We're on the list of KC46 because of how great our character is here. We're good at doing the job, but but that's just a reflection of how great the character is. And we, we want to continue that. You know, I was just talking with, with Sergeant uh, Blocker here before we got started. And, and he talks about his experience here at Grissom and, and how, you know, sometimes we go through these phases where we're like, you know, is this really where I want to be? Is this really what I want to be doing? Is this really how I want to be spending my time? Is this what I, is this challenging me? Is this, is this where it's at? And he said, one of the great things about being in public affairs is he's been able to get out and meet the people of Grissom. And when you get out and you meet the people, man, I've experienced it time and time again. Every day when I get out and I meet you guys and I talk to you, it's inspiring because there are great individuals doing great things in the community that we look at every day. And I'm like, that person could be making twice as much money on the outside that that person could be doing anything they want to be doing and they're choosing to be here. So I say all that to say, hey, let's let's inspire more people with that great character to come here and, and look at these jobs. As you as you walk around and as you see, let's find the people that that you want to work beside and tell them about the jobs that are open here at Grissom. And I also want to say that to say, man, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. Thanks for choosing to put this uniform on. Thanks for choosing to show up here at Grissom. When we know that you have options, when we know that you can vote with your feet and you can walk out the door. Thank you for doing it here. That's what makes Grissom great. All right, our first guest is we're going to pull in. We're going to pull in Colonel uh, Brian Thompson. So Colonel Thompson is a uh, a director. Director of Operations over in the 72nd. Uh, it's one of our operations squadrons here. Uh, it's a long history of, of greatness and, and he it's a long history of great leaders and he just fits right into that mold. And so uh, let's, let's sit down and have a little conversation with Colonel Thompson. All right, so uh, right now on the show, we have a, a great personality, a guy that I love talking to is Colonel Thompson. Colonel Thompson is the DO over in the uh, 72nd, and he's been in the 74th. He's been around here for a long time. Colonel Thompson, uh, welcome into the executive conference room or our uh, our podcast booth. I feel here. so distinguished now. Yeah, yeah, that's it's great. Notice that we're not sitting at the head of the table. That's, I do notice that. Yeah. That's Josh, the Dreamweaver. He's uh, he makes this whole thing happen. So, uh, thanks for coming out here, sir. Thanks uh, uh, for taking time out of your schedule. I know that that you're very busy and and you got a lot going on. Glad right to be now. here. 
And so uh, let's get into some of the stuff that, that you got going on. But first, let's, let's kind of get into who you are. So um, why don't you give us a little, brief little background where you're from? So grew up, uh, well, born and raised in Marion, Indiana, okay. f- uh, mid-elementary school. And then my parents uh, decided we're going to build a log cabin in a large set of woods up uh, north of Wabash. So from then on, I uh, lived there up into college, uh, went to Purdue University, uh, and came back, did a couple of stints as a construction worker, and got hired as an engineer. And uh, the, the, that's kind of what got me to Grissom was one of my coworkers was a pilot at Grissom. He knew I was flying on the side and he's like, Hey, uh, I noticed you're paying money to fly. You know, we have a place down the road that will pay you to fly. And I thought that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> Cause, uh, it was, seems way was a little tight then. Yeah. So, seems way uh, better. Yeah. So I came here and, and, uh, talked to him and a bunch of hurdles I had to cross to get in here. Uh, vision was 2020 then, uh, when you first, came in and uh that was a factor so i got turned away initially Mm -hmm. because my eyesight was 2070 and uh 27 just so happens i mean is that i'm that was the cutoff so yeah 2070 if you were worse than that you would not get hired as a pilot uh so yeah that and that's what mine was so 2070 was the number i had to be at uh to get hired in and of course corrected to 2020 i mean you could wear glasses or contacts but prior to that it was all 2020 vision. So, so you squeaked in, squeaked in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look at you now. I know. Yeah. yeah. So, so you grew up here close to the base. Sure. Uh, so, um, you know, for me, I grew up on the lake down in, in Lake of the Ozarks. And so one of the thing, one of the factors that inspired me to go in the military is, you know, I'd be out there on my horse or, or fishing or something like that. And, and I would see the A-10s come ripping down the lake and I'm yeah. like, Oh man, I want to do that. Was that, I mean, is that kind of what inspired you in the aviation side? or? So my dad was a pilot. When he, when he was in his 40s, he started flying, which mm-hmm. was kind of late in life for him. Uh, he inspired me in aviation. We built RC models. He tried to build a home-built airplane mm-hmm. uh, and didn't get very far along. Yeah. Um, so I had aviation in my blood, but I didn't really think about flying, honestly, until after college. So I uh, tinkered with RC airplanes and, uh, and watched my dad build, starting to build an airplane went to college in aviation technology at Purdue. So I worked on airplanes. Did you get your pilot's license there at no, Purdue? No, I didn't. So it was, it was uh, I was 26 or 27 before I got my pilot license. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And another thing, like as we have these conversations, you talked about your dad uh, a little late in life. And you mentioned in his 40s. We, we try not to mention 40s being late. In yeah, life. I know. Well, yeah. Right. Later. So, I should say yeah, later. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. All right. All right. So, <laughs> so you, were, uh, you were in college at Purdue. I like to call it, um, there's a lot of, I use BC a lot, like, uh, you know, hey, this was BC. So you, you obviously have the biblical reference of, sure, of BC, yeah, yeah. but I also have the BC as before COVID. Yeah. But when I talk about college and, and how do we get here and, and how do we end up in this spot, a lot of times I talk about, hey, that was BC before cameras, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. So so how were you as a student at, there at, at Purdue and, and uh, what were you involved with? Next question. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> next <laughs> college was a, it's a, it's a long story. Uh, lots of events happened uh, in my life there. Yeah. Some affected my clearance later on down the road, but, okay. uh, uh, but you're here. Yeah, I was here. I'm here. Um, didn't go ROTC. I just went through, uh, uh, just as a normal student, I was a cheerleader for three and a half years there. 
Uh, All right, so you brought some, it up. Some cool things, man. Yeah. So you were a cheerleader. Yes. In college. Yes. Um, what what drove you to that? Because you grew up in in Wabash and yep. like a, the backwoods, right? So I cheered. I say cheered. I was on the cheerleading squad at uh, my high school for two years, which basically got me into the games for free. I didn't really have an, any aspiration to to take that further. I went to Purdue my freshman year. I wanted to be in a sport. I went to the walk-on call-out for football because my coach in high school said, you could be a long snapper in college. Mm -hmm. And I saw my size relative to the D1 Big Ten football players, and I walked out. I didn't put my name on the list. I'm like, you know what? This really? is not where I want to be. So I tried uh, rugby, crew, water polo. Uh, I was in a wrestling class. None of those were my sports. Mm -hmm. It was like, let's run 10 miles a day, you know, all this stuff. Yeah. I saw this cheerleading call out, and I thought, now that I've got a little experience with. Turns out it didn't really apply to the college-level cheerleading program. Uh, didn't have, I, didn't, I wasn't a tumbler or anything like that, so I spent uh, my freshman year basically prepping to try out. So I made it. Um, I was an alternate my freshman year, and then sophomore, junior, senior year, I cheered at Purdue, uh, which was awesome in basketball, not so good in football. If you remember the Fred Akers years, yeah, it was, it was not the greatest. So, but yeah, one of the, that was one of the, probably my highlight of college was just getting to travel with the teams and meet some my best friends uh, were cheerleaders from Purdue. So you, you, you're part of a team um, and your, your Instagram actually talks about uh, being, being Purdue cheerleader, right? Sure. Yeah. Uh, but you're part of a team. You get there, you get that feeling, you get the, hey, I want to be part of a sport, sure. right? I want to be a part of a team. And then you you graduate college with an engineering degree. It was a technology degree, although I got hired as an engineer and I was yep. up front with the employer. I said, you know, I, I'm not an engineer. Right. He's like, he went to Purdue, right? And I said, yes. Close enough. He goes, yeah, Close good enough. enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah, it's good enough for government work. Yeah. Let's bring it in. Yeah. Yeah. So so you're part of a team. You go and you're, you're now part of a construction team. Yep. Which is probably... Uh, my dad did construction, you know, his whole life and stuff like that. A little different team. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Different dynamics there, stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. And then you, you get to talking to someone and, and a coworker and they say, Hey, we really see that you're into aviation. Why don't you come out and sure. and fly? And I think that's something that I think peer recruiting, peer recruiting, like looking at somebody in your peer group and going, man, that guy would be good at X, Y, or Z yeah. in the military is a fantastic, probably underdeveloped recruiting tool is going, Hey, in my circle of friends, is there anybody that would do well at yeah. my job or a job that, that the military offers? And had it been not been for him, I would not be sitting here today. I'd be still behind a computer desk and yeah. CAD programs and stuff. It's, it's one of those pieces, uh, Simon Sinek talks about it, but it's, it's one of the pieces I'd love to, to talk about when we talk about hiring is you hire for culture, right? You train the skill, you hire for culture. Sure. So you, you hire the people that, hey, I want to work around this person. This person will make me better. This person will, will do those things. And so, yeah, that peer-to-peer, -peer, I, I love that, the peer, peer recruiting. So are you now still a, uh, are you, you one of Air Force Reserve's top recruiters? I mean, do you have people here that are, are here because of you? My first cousin, Scott Street, mm -hmm. is here. Yeah. I would say partially because of me. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he flew with my dad and myself. Um, when he's, he's probably six years younger than me. Uh, so he, he got in the air force. He went 
C-130 guard, mm-hmm. and he's here at Grissom now with us. So, so yeah, I would say in my own family, I've got a guy here. Yeah. So, so uh, you do all that. You come in. Are you married at the time? No, I didn't. No, I didn't get married till I was uh, 30. So I, I'd been here for yeah. uh, about a year and a half, two years. Yeah. And so I've met your wife. And so to use the, the, the football terms, you, you've outkicked your coverage. I on did, that yeah. One. Yeah, oh, yeah. So you, married you're a great individual. Uh, she's phenomenal. So how many kids you guys have? Got two have? kids. Two kids. Yep, 16, 14. And uh, believe it or not, my son and daughter are both cheerleaders. Yeah. Because your wife was a cheerleading coach, is that right? Yeah. yeah. Now he likes to be called a lifter because yeah. there's a bad connotation for a male cheerleader, but yeah, you know, I always knew if him you're as tough enough, yell leader. Yeah, that was it. So now you're going way back to like hey, whoa, when Bush whoa. was a, Come on, yeah, a yeah, yell yeah. leader at Yale or whatever. <laughs> that's but right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, if you're tough enough, you can call yourself a cheerleader. Whatever you want. What he wants to take you down for. It. Yeah, that's uh, that's good. Yeah, that, I never even thought of that. So we can we can have another discussion on is cheerleading a sport. So oh, but man, it's so later. We'll talk, about that. we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. So so two kids. Yep. You're now you've set down roots here. Um and it, the love for aviation continues. Absolutely. Right. Yes. And so uh you got a little project going on out there at your house. Uh yes. talk a little bit about that. All right. So prior to being married, I bought a tail kit for an experimental airplane that I had this desire to build and I also had a desire to stay married, raise my kids <laughs> as, a, as a parent. Yeah. And so it kind of took a pause for right. over a decade. And now that my kids, you know, can dress themselves and feed themselves and mm-hmm. now they can drive themselves, uh, it's allowed me to have uh, the time. Some of that's thankful to COVID and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and money. But uh, so now I've progressed along where I, it looks like an airplane now. And yeah. I think I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. It, it's going to be a couple years off, but... Yeah, so I'm building an airplane in my hangar in my, at my house. Going to have a runway at my house is the plan. A grass strip, of course. And then uh, that has kind of inspired my kids to both get that aviation bug where um, they help me on the airplane. You know, my son wants to be in the Air Force. He wants to be a pilot. My daughter wants to, I think her words were, build airplanes or work on airplanes. I'm like, that's awesome. So, yeah. So, that was the exact word I was going to use is I was going to talk to you a little bit about some people don't, you know, I'm a private pilot myself mm-hmm. and, and it's, I live out by a grass strip. We've, we've had these conversations sure. and it's, yeah. it just, it gets in you and you're, yes. you're just like, you almost become consumed by it. What do you think that is? What do you, what do you think the aviation bug is? So I think part of it is it's not, not everybody feels comfortable doing it. So it's kind of, you're kind of, it's a smaller group of people that go, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll jump into a metal structure that hurls me from the ground and, and hope it works, you know. So I think there's a little bit of that. It's almost like a roller coaster a little bit. If you like roller coasters, not everybody likes them. But, man, you, you start digging them, you're like, okay, this is, this is really awesome. And it's just operating in three dimensions, I think, is not common for people. I mean, right. to have the ability to go up and down, not just left and right, yeah. I think. To me, that's the difference is, you know, you drive your car, but think about if you could just pull back and have your car go vertical. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I think it's it. I think it's just, to me, it's still all inspiring that a 250,000 pound airplane will just lift off the ground. Yeah. You know, and bring it back safely. So you've been a a pilot here for over 20 years. Correct. Right. So you, you've, you've seen some things come and go. 
yes. here at Grissom. Yes. You've seen leadership come and go. You've, you've probably seen the culture change several times. Yes. Um, you've seen, I mean, the whole time they've had 135s here, correct? Correct. Yep. The whole time that you've yep. been here. Um, but now we're, we're approaching this, this change again. And we, we approach this, hey, Grissom gets put on the list for KC46. Sure. Yep. And we look around and we say, hey, who's, who's the person that we want to represent uh, Grissom and, and gather this information? And, and your name gets brought up. Sure. And so now you're on this. What, what would you, what's your official title on the, the team there for the KC46? Or is there an official title? I don't know if there's an official yeah. title. I probably, I hope I'm not the guy that's blamed if it doesn't come here. Right. But uh, so myself and Lieutenant Colonel Curl are kind of the project officers, is what I would say on just welcoming the team that comes in here and, and takes a good look at us and goes, do we want to put this new airplane airplane here or not? And, uh, you know, the pressure initially was kind of like, oh, wow, this is huge. But the majority of it comes down to this data and they're going to go, hey, can, will this work here? You know, not, I think us being receptive to saying, hey, we'd love to have you here is a small piece of it. The bigger piece is, Will it work? Is it logistically feasible to put the airplane here? And I think we've got a very good chance of coming out on top on this one. Yeah. So I think people hear this at the wing, right? They, across the wing, they're like, hey, you know, we have an opportunity for the KC-46. And, and the boss talks about it. And, and we all talk about it. And you're talking about, hey, I'm the project officer for this. What kind of data are they looking at? So most of the data from 2015 when they were here last time, which we were runner up in, is not changed. I mean, we've got a 12,500 foot runway still. It's getting a little stronger, which helps us out. Um, the, the big piece that active duty is looking at, because you know it's gonna be a, a, a TFI. TFI kind yeah. of arrangement, is will your community support 175 active duty people and their families, yes or no? And I think the answer is a resounding yes, um, just because of community support, education opportunities, you know, low traffic, low cost of living. And I think that's the huge one. Just the, the overall cost long-term of putting people here is, is the lowest in the country. Yeah. If you look at the other bases that they're looking at. So, yeah. So, so let's talk about that, that, that community support. Cause you know, a lot of our airmen, they may come in from Chicago. They, they may not be local. Right. They may come in. Uh, we have a huge majority that comes from Chicago. Sure. We have, you know, uh, a bunch that are coming from states. I, I think we're 23 or 24 states or it, it was 32, I think, last time. And, and we're, you know, it's hard to keep a running count on that. Yeah. But it's. They don't understand that they're like, I'm here on a, you know, I come in late Friday night. I'm here Saturday and Sunday. I don't know what this community support thing. So so let's let's kind of unpack this a little bit. Um, what are you seeing, like, when we talk about community support, uh, what's that look like for, for well, here? Yeah, so let's start with the big community of Indiana, for example. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've got congresswomen and senators that are fighting tooth and nail mm -hmm. to provide resources. You know, the governor has pledged, you know, a lot of finances towards yeah. supporting this because I think they see the long-term gain of it as well. You know, all the way down to, you know, the surrounding county level where, you know, you got you know, governors and mayors and stuff throwing their full support at this. Um, and, I, you know, beyond that, we've got, you know, Makita, we've got the 
GRDA and all the so, advocate so, teams that are. So we know about these organizations because sure. we're in these meetings with them, right? Sure. And so you say Makita and right. people are like, okay, sounds like an exotic animal. <laughs> what do we really, you know? And, and so that's the, you know, Miami County has yep. came up with a development, um, you know, piece that the, the development team that sets out and says, hey, how does Miami County, which that's where we set, that's where the base sets, right. is so this Makita is that team, you know, led by Jim Ted that that has just uh, been amazing support. Yeah. Uh, but you've been here for twenty years, right? Right. And so you look at this and you're like, well, what you guys are seeing is it, what everybody else is seeing is we're just putting on paper is how the community would support a KC forty six. What support have you seen over the twenty years that you've been here? Oh wow, um, you know, let's let's go. If, if I look at so we, we had an air show in 2003, okay? It was 16 years until we had our next air show. And just the number of inquiries and questions and, hey, when are we yeah. going to have another one? I mean, people, are, people want to see this base thrive. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that occasionally you'll find people that don't think the base is even here. Like, right. I didn't yeah. know you guys were still working. So I don't know how it's possible when you've got airplanes flying over your heads you know, on a daily basis, but, um, so a lot of people don't look up evidently. Uh, apparently not. Yeah, we're quiet. Like 3D. That's we're that's just 3D. super quiet. Yeah. We need some afterburners stealthy. out here. We're very stealthy. That's um, so yeah, I mean, you know, you look at, I'm doing all kinds of school engagements and you're probably doing them as well. Mm -hmm. And you know, the kids want to hear, they want to see what this thing's doing out here. And, you know, I'm asked constantly, Tell me about what you do there. And so I think just if you look at the level of inquiries about what's going on out here, um, and then beyond that, you know, you just got, we do, you know, familiarization flights or center mm -hmm. flights for, we've done mayors, we've done uh, police, police forces, um, students, you know, ROTC kids. So I think I don't hear, I wish this space wasn't here. You know, no. you, I, I could probably, Name you three bases where the community would rather them leave than oh, stay, yeah. and I think yeah. that's the complete opposite here. So, and if you're part of the team that's coming in, those bases are the other bases that are competing <laughs> against us for the key. No, Rhymes with March. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. So, uh, it it is amazing to me. You know, you you come back. You know, I come. I'm from the Midwest. To, grew up in, in Missouri, and and what how they supported the military there. And then I come here and it's just, it is amazing. Uh, but the support from the community has been uh, phenomenal. I mean, the schools, just like you said, superintendents have welcomed us in and just yep. been like, hey, yeah, we want you to come talk about this. We want you to come talk about the military, what you guys do and, and stuff like that. And so the, the community aspect is, is really big in this, this 46, uh, you know, dial the 46 in, but I, I think it's been really big in keeping Grissom alive here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and, you, and, and it's, it's amazing. You know, there's pieces. Has there been anything that, you know, we've dug up or any data that we've dug up uh, that you're just like, okay, well, I didn't even know that. Like, that's, that, that's, that's amazing. Like, that's interesting. Or Not especially. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything that's like, that's blew my mind, you know, yeah. necessarily. Um, I, I guess financially impact. You know, huh. it's great for the community to have us here mm -hmm. by the amount of dollars that we're spending on 
you know, uh, building projects, salaries, you know, it, it's, I think Miami County is doing well to have us here. Mm -hmm. Just the same as we're doing well to be here, you know? So it's, yeah, I think it's a good, it's a win-win. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I saw something. I was digging through some, some of the old, uh, the, the command, prior command chiefs, uh, files and stuff. And one was a, a mission brief from like 2013 or something like that, or 12. And it said the, the financial impact of Grissom on the community was about $56 million yeah. a year. Yeah. And, and so you look at that and you're like, that was 2013. I don't, I don't know how accurate that is now or whatnot, but sure. we have about 700 people that are out here every day and, and, you know, pouring into the community and, and stuff like that. And so I tell you, one of the things that, that really, um, hit me and I've been involved with a lot of these with, with the, the politician side of things. And, you know, as, as you kind of, your, your job evolves as you move in this leadership role and, and involving with the politician side of things is, you know, I went to the, when we went to one of the first meetings about this is one of the things I talked about was childcare yeah. and how quickly people moved on that, yep. how quickly the community moved. And people were like, you guys need help with childcare. Like that's, yeah. How do we do it? Right. And then to see governor Holcomb say, Hey, uh, I'm, I'm going to throw some money at you guys to, to develop this. Sure. Yeah. And, and to, to go after it and, and to see the, you know, Senator Donato and, and Wolofsky and, and just everybody kind of pulled together. It didn't matter. Uh, again, we, I, I love talking about when, when political lines get blurred because we're helping people. Absolutely. Because really that's, that's why we're all here. Right. Yep. So we want, we want to be a part of something bigger, a team like what right. we talked about. Before. Yeah. So why don't you talk about the, uh, what about the infrastructure side? So if the KC 46 comes here, a lot comes with it, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we're talking a lot of millions of dollars of building projects, building uh, new hangars, new maintenance facilities, uh, first-term first -term airman dorms, mm -hmm. which I know the governor has, has pledged some money towards that as well. Um, you, know, just this, you know, if you were to go to an active duty base, look what they've got. That's going to kind of be where we're going to get to um, on a smaller scale, of course. We might not have a bowling alley. I don't know. Be yeah. nice if we did. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think Grissom Interior, looking at the data that this KC46 needs, um, hopefully our internet will get faster. Because yeah. uh, this thing is a data hog, man. This KC46 just got a lot of beats and squeaks on there that need data uh, prior to flight. So Yeah, so a lot of people will look at this and be like, new hangers. What about the construction we're seeing on base right now? Yeah. Like, what about the hangers we have? Why won't those work? Uh, a little undersized. Um, you know, we've, for since probably the mid-90s, we've had a plane that won't quite fit in the hangar. It's just the tail hangs out. And uh, it's worked, you know. In the wintertime, it's not the greatest because you get snow on the tail. But uh, I think they're realizing that that's probably not the long-term plan. Let's let's get a hangar that will fit the airplane inside of it and it, or Two in this case, they want a double double bay hanger. Um, so I don't. That's not my wheelhouse. Isn't what happens with the hangers? You know, and all that money we've put into them, they will get utilized. I think for something. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's not. It's not a waste of money. You know, the the, the old thing used to be, watch out when your roads get paved on your base because it's about to close. You know. I hope yeah, it, yeah. I don't think that's the case this time. So yeah. Oh, so one of the things you brought up about the KC forty six that that uh, you know me reading into it and stuff like that. I, um, a lot of open ports on it. 
And what I mean by that is there's a lot of room for expansion. When you talk about it's a data hog, right? it's got a lot of data on it, but it's also got a lot of room for expansion of data. Correct, uh, yes. And so, which then means there's a lot of room for expansion of the mission. Right. And so you're no longer just a, you know, uh, you're no longer, ref- you know, just a refueling platform. Right, right. You could be a refueling platform plus, you know, surveillance or plus, you know, taking in information or, you know, the, those beeps and squeaks that right. a lot of us don't even know about because. Right. Yeah, the mission will definitely get more complex with this airplane. Um, I'm not going to say harder because I think it's going to do a lot of things for you. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's a command and control node. You know, it can relay uh, JTIDs or RTIG, real-time information cockpit stuff, to other platforms. So there, there will be a time where our mission may not be cargo or refueling at all. We may just be orbiting, relaying data right. to fighters and uh, C2 stuff. Yeah, which just a flying platform. Boring to me, honestly, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, it's a different mission, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. it's it's uh, you know, fitting that adaptable and and being applicable in yeah, today's gonna, fight. If you're gonna spend that much money on it, make it do more than one thing, you know? Yeah, so that's a multi function piece. So, um, you know, we we just had a commander's call and and uh, we talked about some of the the issues we're having on base and and stuff like that, and um. But one of the things maybe that sometimes gets lost is even when we talk about these issues is how great this place is. This is, you know, never want that to be overshadowed, right? And right. so it's one of the reasons why we talk about and we bring, you know, we could ignore a lot of things and, it, and it, you know, those things would stay in the dark. But if we bring them to light, we just continue to get better. Absolutely. And so you are an individual that... Um, your leadership is great, and and being here, it's been an honor working with you, and and I've learned a lot from you already. A lot of people I talked to talked about it, uh, talk about the, your leadership and, and the the way you kind of you lead or, or direct them, and then listen to you talk about inspiring in the peer to peer and and stuff like that. And so you you're an O five, correct. Could be an 06 or the possibility. Yes, yeah. yeah. But one of the great things about the reserve is right now, your plan is what? Stay here. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I kind of had to make a decision a couple of years ago on what does the future look like? You yeah. know, do I want to pick up and move and, and command, you know, somewhere else or potentially here and my family's here i've grown up grown up here i have a connection here um and i know that may not be for everybody you know yeah but for for my my family and myself uh it just made more sense to you know do as best i can do at what i do and you know if that leads somewhere else okay but I'm not going to push it, you know. So I, uh, I hope I'm doing a good job here, and uh, I'm okay with that. What, what drives, I know you talked about your family, and I know that's very important to you, and, and, and I've had the privilege of interacting with you and your family a little bit on some of these outdoor rec 
trips we went, sure, we yeah. went go-kart racing. It's one of the first times I met you. It's when you uh, beat me at yeah, go-kart yeah. racing. Well, Thank you. Anybody who wants to come get a shot at the title, uh, I'm open for that. But He had his tires staggered specially. Yes, that's right. on the outside. Yeah. And then I think it, there was a little bit of surprise and then when they saw my 12-year-old, you know, slamming people into the wall and driving around like it was like okay yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Well. aviation is uh in your family racing is in my like yeah. so uh, but your family is big on on and, and comes in big yeah for making this decision yeah but what else what what makes you want to stay here like do you you know so the same things i'm telling these guys are coming for the kc46 it's cheap to live here you know i live near a big mud puddle lake, which is okay for me. It's not, I'm not on the ocean, but I got water access, uh, great school system, pretty universities just down the road, which is weather up, you know? Yeah. I mean, come on. They're putting guys on the moon. We're bringing guys over here to fly, um, friends and family, just, you know, great school system. Um, and I don't want to leave one of the best Air Force bases, probably in the Air Force, definitely in the Reserve Command. I don't know how this hidden gem is. I mean, you hear about people talk about how great Grissom is, and some people probably don't believe it. Like, ah, yeah, they, they're saying that because we're here, you know? Yeah. And you deploy, and I bring a Grissom jet in there, and guys are dying to fly it because oh, yeah. it looks pristine. It works right. The fans all work. There's cloth on the seats. The insulation's not falling down. So I'm deploying, you know, and I'm bringing these nice jets and I'm looking at their planes. I'm going, great. I got to fly. This thing looks like it's from the 50s. Ours looks like it was built, you know, two years ago. A couple years ago, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know how how this gym has been hidden in the middle of a cornfield in Indiana. Um, but yeah. it is. So Yeah, so I listened to that and I'm like, you know, talk about... I know there was no one that was pushing me to come here, right? right? Yeah. There was no, the Grissom was not on the list of Africa's hot spots, you know, uh, of places to go or anything like that. Well, when I talked to Chief Marion, uh, we were at a conference and him and I, and to listen to how he spoke of Grissom, but not just the, you know, the area or, you know, the heads, Great Lakes and, and all, but the, the airmen. Right. And the detail that you talked about, the, you know, air jets are second to none. Right. You know, our, our takeoff rate, I mean, you, the reliability rate, look at that, at you as a pilot. Right. You know, you're supposed to fly later. Right. You're probably not sitting here like, I can pretty much bank on not flying because you're going to pretty much bank on flying because as long as there's good weather, right. maintenance is going to make it happen. Sure. Yeah. And... You're going to get paid. Yep. And, you know, you're going to go, if you choose to, you're going to go over to the DFAC and, and get a good lunch. And you're going to, you know, it's, it's all those pieces that add in that it's every airman doing their part, doing right. their job um, and wanting to be here. Right. And that, that makes us great, but it's also what's going to continue to make us great. Whether that's the KC-46 or whether it's the the one thirty five for another, you know, until it sunsets. Sure, it's yeah. it's what's going to make Grissom great, right? And and I think that's one of the pieces that that I've taken away from this whole um, the KC forty six study is just this place is as, as amazing as 
everyone makes it sound and that's been here and uh it continues to evolve and impress right you know in that that evolution of it yep so what would be your uh what would be your pitch you know so i've got uh you've you've you go out to the high school or you're out there at your son's game watching him uh he also does he play football too or is that yes yep football. yeah yep so you're out there watching football and and uh you know he's got some kid that's out there playing has an older brother standing next to you and you're like hey what are you doing with your life right now yeah and they're like i'm just kind of kind of lost yeah what's your pitch here for grissom uh so you know i don't know if we're seeking the lost i just we want i want down to earth you know if you're if you got a good head on your shoulders and you know don't do my mistakes in college you know yeah. that kind of thing <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah not like me yeah not don't be like me no yeah. but uh you know if you want a steady place to come work on a team of great people uh diverse people i mean you know i've broaden my horizons tremendously here uh, versus, you know, working in my previous employments. Um, does an awesome mission. And, uh, you know, why wouldn't you want to come here and, you know, throw your hat in the ring, be part of it. Just an awesome team of people. Yeah. You ever step back and think of uh, when you were that, that Wabash, did you go to Wabash High School? I went to Manchester High Manchester. School, but I, I consider myself a Wabash yeah. kid. A lot of people don't know this. Colonel Pemberton, Manchester University. Yeah. 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 So he's a Manchester guy. It was Manchester College. I Manchester think. College. Yeah. They had to church it up and make yeah, it Manchester church University. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They did. Once he graduated. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He's, right. he's devoted a lot of Probably time. Probably go take his diploma back in and have it changed. Yeah, have it changed. Put university on so, so Manchester High School, a young, you know, there's no lieutenant colonel at that time. It's, you know, Young Brian Thompson, yep, sitting there in the high school. You ever look back at that and think, man, how did I end up here? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Quite often, yeah. I mean, it was there was so many things, and the good Lord, I think, put this in front of me because you know I had hurdles that I pretty much gave up on. It was not going to happen, you know. Um, age waiver, so I was, I wasn't. 22 when I came here. Mm -hmm. um, so age, eyesight, knee surgeries, those, those things systematically went away, went away and said, hey, we'll take you now for a pilot. Um, yeah. So. so we just talked to, to Airman Mitchell uh, last month and, and kind of the same thing is she got told no. Yeah. And if she would have took take that no, just be like, all right, well, there goes that dream. Sure. She's not where she's at now. You know, she's down out at the Air Force Academy prep school. Yeah. If you take the first no, you, you're not here. Right. Yeah. If you if you look at it and you or say, the second no. Yeah. Yeah. There was there was three there were three no's before I got to come in here. Yeah. And you just kept pushing on and. Yeah. And I didn't. The, the ironic thing is I didn't push that hard. Those barriers kind of fell on their own. Yeah. Because I, I didn't. I didn't want to take, I ended up taking a 50% pay cut to come in the military from my, from my, the job I was in. Um, so it wasn't money. Uh, I just didn't, I loved flying. I loved aviation. I 
wanted to be in the military at that time, but I thought, well, I, I didn't want to be a navigator. Sorry, Colonel Shaw. But, uh, Colonel Pemberton. <laughs> and Colonel Pemberton. Yeah, so yeah. I didn't want to be a navigator. Can and, we uh, cut that out, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, edit that. Yeah, edit that. Um, so I had no desire to do that, so I thought, well, there's no reason. I'm just going to stay in my engineering job and, and, mm -hmm. uh, and do that. But uh, looking back, that engineering job went to Detroit, Michigan, got sold to another company, went away altogether. I'm like, man, I'm so mm -hmm. glad I didn't, I didn't stay where I was at. So it's one of the things that I found with, uh, with great leaders, they've had some type of struggle or, or sacrifice to get where they're at. Sure. And it's, um, and so I appreciate that about you and I appreciate you continuing, uh, to, to be here choosing to be here you know yeah. i know that uh your love of aviation could have taken you to to the airlines or to you know another another job another somewhere else right and so we benefit here at grissom because you're here well, so thank you so i appreciate that and because we benefit also because you're on this team that is out here looking at every aspect of grissom to see if the, if we're the right fit for kc46 right and a guy with your knowledge of this of this place and your love and passion of this place, um, we know that our best foots forward. And if if it end up they end up not choosing us for the forty six, it was out of our control. Absolutely, yeah. So appreciate that. Hey, the way the way things uh, the way we like to wrap it up here is so we go through a little thing that we talk about. Uh, what am I loving? And and so all that is is just. What do you got on the, on the horizon? What are you looking at? What, what are you loving right now? I'm loving the fact that football starts soon, uh -huh. uh, whether that's high school, college, or pro. Yeah. So I've got a uh, high school player, and i got a first cousin who's a Green Bay Packers uh, okay. lineman. So I'm loving that both those are starting up. Even though it doesn't – I mean, it, I guess if you need a lineman if you have a quarterback, but I'm not – well, I'm you sure know, what they someone's got to get protected. Yeah, I don't know what they have. So, yeah, no, somebody is close. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Love or May just be or younger Rogers. or older. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. So, sorry, uh, go ahead. No, you're good. So, I'm loving football starting. And, you know, flying is my job, but flying is my hobby, too. So, Oshkosh is right around the corner. Um, there's about five Grissomites going up to Oshkosh. So, I know what Oshkosh is because, uh, again... I'm a private pilot, but yep. explain to people who so, don't know what I see. If you've been to Kings Island or Cedar Point or Disney World, it is the equivalent on the aviation side. It is a seven-day-long uh, air show, event, campgrounds, food, uh, exhibits, the status displays. If something flies, it flies to Oshkosh. It's, uh, and where's it at? It's in uh, Oshkosh, Wisconsin, yeah. just south of Green Bay. Yep. Uh, so you'll be going by the uh, New Glarus uh, Brewing Company. If you will, you be going by. Yes, yeah, so I'll oh, stop God. there and get some spotted cow. <laughs> that, that's it. Yeah. So you're not going by. You're don't stopping. edit that. That's going to stay in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, the whole family stops there and get some get some only Wisconsin brewed beer. Um, it is my wife and kids while I was deployed. This is how much how awesome this air show is. I'm deployed, and Oshkosh rolls around. And I kind of jokingly said, well, you're not going to go because I'm not going to, we're going to have the camper and this and that. She's like, no, I'm going. They tent camped. Her and my two kids, they were younger Jeez. too. I'm like, that's gutsy. So yeah, she. Are you tent camping this time? No, heck no. We're putting the camper out now. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to yeah, rent a glamp. We're going to glamp. Glamping. Yeah. I like the, I think Jim Gaffigan, the comedian talks about is, hey, what did I forget? Oh, my entire house. So yeah. here it is. Here it is. Yeah. Yeah. So 
That's awesome. Uh, and, and that's, man, what a great, I can't wait to hear the stories from that. Cause it's like the, I'm an automotive guy. So it's like the SEMA of, yeah. of aircraft, right? Yeah. It's the, the, or and there's all kinds of computer ones that we could talk about the gaming ones and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. But I tell you what I'm loving right now is, um, we, so our kids are at camp. And so this is going to sound weird. I'm loving my kids are at camp, Yeah, well. I guess, but, uh, no, so my, it's kind of given my wife and I the freedom to, uh, every night we've went to like these little different towns and ate at these restaurants that people have, have told us about. Sure. And, and so it's been neat to just get out and, uh, and explore a little bit. Yeah. And so dropped the kids off up in like North Webster Lake, something like that. Yeah. So up North here. And that was beautiful. And then while I was up there, the A-10s from Fort Wayne was screaming down the lake at low level. And mm. I was like, man, this reminds me of my childhood. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, I'm loving getting out and exploring Indiana, uh, the weather that we're, we're having and, and just, uh, it's been great. Yeah. So, but, well, sir, I appreciate your time. I know that uh, you got to get to a briefing and, and uh, go up there and, and fly these, these skies. And, um, and, and thanks for, for coming in and inspiring and also for, for discussing uh, your portion in this, the, the KC 46 site survey sure. that they're bringing in. And, and, you know, this is once again, where, uh, we talked about it the other day in the meeting is we wish that we could put the Grissom people on display and we think right. it wouldn't be a competition at that point. Absolutely. But it, again, it's our records are what's going to go on display. And I think that, that you guys have done a great job of, of putting a lot of effort into those records to, to capture the spirit of Grissom. So thank you for that, sir. Appreciate it. My All pleasure. Right. Yeah. Have a good day. All right. All right. Thanks for, uh, for joining us. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen to us. And uh, we're hoping that uh, you are enjoying this and that as you see these, these different people that we're bringing in, uh, man, the character is, uh, is great here. They're, they're, it's, it's above reproach. I mean, they, they, we have some amazing people here at Grissom, and, and we're trying to highlight that, and, and we're trying to – uh, make sure that that uh, we continue the greatness here. Uh, one of the things that's coming up and that we're going to talk about on the next podcast is the family day. But in the mail, each home uh, for for every member that's that's here at Grissom, they should have got a flyer in the mail. In that that flyer talks about family day, uh, October sixteenth and seventeenth, out here at the base. And on that flyer is a QR code. Uh, you can scan, scan that QR code if you're not familiar with that. Uh, ask someone that's younger than you. They probably know how to do it. And, and so you scan that QR code, and that is going to give you the most up-to-date information, uh, any kind of, as we add stuff, as we take stuff away, any of that stuff, you're going to get that information on that uh, through that QR code. Uh, the, the Family Day team and staff here, the, the people that are volunteering to do that are doing an amazing job. And so... Uh, get involved if you've got ideas. It may be a little late for this one, but uh, definitely we, we can throw those ideas on the next one. But uh, make sure you're talking to your family. Make sure you're, you're, you're scheduling that time in October. There's no alternate UTA during that time. Uh, that's just going to be us out here having a great time. And so uh, make sure you're, you're make, adjusting your plans accordingly to bring the family out for that. Uh, once again, thank you for uh, the PA staff here for doing a great job at uh, public or at producing this podcast and and thank you guys all for what you do and we know that that uh, you choose to do this and, and we love it so have a great uta and hopefully we'll see you out there